Hello once again and thank you for joining me for this very special edition of Going to the Army. Featuring a selection of devotional music especially chosen for Good Friday. I was always brought up to see Good Friday as a very special day in the church calendar. Like a Sunday but even more special, my mum once told me and it's remained a very special day for me ever since. For we reflect upon the ultimate sacrifice God made by sending his only son to earth to die the most abominable and painful death imaginable, in order to give mankind the opportunity to become reconciled with their creator once more. Jesus is and always will be the only way we have of being saved. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to God except through me. For in giving his life for us, Jesus defeated the power of Satan that had gripped mankind ever since he fell into sin and which still holds so many in its vice-like grip today. As we listen, I'm sure you will join me in praying that the world may once again see Jesus in all his glory and turn once more to him as its Saviour. And as we look forward to the joy of Easter Day and its promise of new life, let us continue to cling to thy cross, O Lamb of God, for nothing but thy blood can save me.
great difference between this sect of history and all others for me is that I am so closely concerned with the crucifixion of Christ that I, a man of the 20th century, was in the deepest sense a participator in Calvary. I do not feel like this about any other death in history. For example, in Canterbury Cathedral I see the place where a famous cleric was slain. Here, says the guide, is the spot where Thomas a Becket was at prayer when five of the king's knights came upon him. After tension had arisen between the church and the throne, they had heard the king exclaim in anger, would none avenge him on this low clerk? They took this as a royal command and hurried to Canterbury. They found the priest kneeling before the altar, wearing his vestments. The knights did not wait. They struck him and he fell. I gazed silently at the historic spot. It interests me. Its drama, struggle and tragedy are vivid. 
but I do not feel that I had any part in those events. I am grateful for a history lesson, but that is all. Or I look at Fotheringay, where Mary, Queen of Scots, was beheaded. History comes to mind, somber scenes pass before me, and I say, poor unhappy Queen. I think of those who loved her and those who hated her. I ponder over her restless life with its continual storm until she died under the act. Yet I do not feel that her life and death have anything to do with me. I say, ah, yes, I remember the story. And to me, it is only a story. But I go home from a meeting late in the evening, and I desire a little music. So I put on a record, and I hear men's voices singing the old Negro spiritual, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? I feel instinctively and unavoidably that the question is for me. Were you there, the voices asked? My heart answers, yes, I was there. This man, this cross, this death are my concern as is no other fact in history. Other deaths may be notable and even important, but they are period events and limited in interest. The death of Christ belongs to time and eternity, is of universal importance, and in a strange yet definite way, it affects me. Now, why do I feel like this? My emotions are moved, it is true, by every thought of Calvary. But this personal factor goes deeper than that. Men are brought to Calvary by their sins by their quest of forgiveness, by their universal need of a saviour. Even when they do not kneel before the cross, even when they stand hostile or indifferent, they cannot escape their share in this central fact in all history. For here, God broke in upon the human race in the final revelation of himself, and all men, because of their sin and sorrow, are herein vitally concerned. The dying of Christ is unique. Thousands of people died on the cross during the cruel Roman years. Not one of them could speak redemptively to mankind. But he was Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Because of that, my sins took me to Calvary. For those who love Christ, Calvary emphasizes an abiding truth. It underlines a continuing fact as the child's arms thrown around the mother's neck restate the unchanging fact of the love between them. But I am more anxious to speak a word to those for whom Calvary is nothing more than a passing event. Other things are far more real to you than Calvary. Your inner conflict, your feeling of frustration, your failure to find anything more in life than the struggle to escape its grim burden or to bear them stoically without hope of understanding them. Christ is the answer and Calvary's cross is the place to meet him. Will you come near, draw near and see your Saviour die on the cross? He is the only true Saviour and he is the world's supreme authority on human sorrow. It is my personal testimony that I was there at the cross, joined with the whole human race in sin's condemnation, that I have been and remain there as a penitent and forgiven sinner. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Yes, yes, indeed I was there. Thank you.